PWO, 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 PWO. Hello, everybody. Uh, I know it's Thursday, and everyone thought we'd be talking all kinds of different news, but I'm happy that you're joining us here at the Podcast World Order WrestleCast. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Matt. With me tonight, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, it is Jeff Hitman Hall. Hello, hello. How about saying, we got, we got our purists on last week, so... We got to make sure we keep things a little consistent. We got to change things up on them. So you know we're talking Kenny Omega later. Uh, <laughs> back, as always, by popular demand, it's Pat. Yep, it sure is. <laughs> and with us, as is every Thursday, it is Ben from Colorado. What's up, what's up, what's up? And man, we got a show tonight because we have two pay-per-views coming actually and they're both saturday we thought one of them was going to be sunday morning for us but it is saturday at three in the morning that's actually news to me i did not know that uh, i thought it was gonna be like sunday that's what i had thought well if it's at uh three in the morning i uh can watch that one there you go so that's gonna be new japan power struggle we're gonna tell you everything you know about that uh coming up but we did have some wrestling last night. We had NXT and AEW, AEW with their go-home show for full gear coming up this Saturday as well. That'll be your uh, 7 o'clock buy-in, probably until midnight show. Um, and honestly, looks like there's going to be a lot of really fun matches there, I think, um, with some interesting news. But the first thing we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and we're going to cover NXT just because doesn't have the go-home shows and everything with that, so we're just going to focus there at the moment. Uh, NXT opens up. We get Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai picks up the win after a distraction from Raquel Gonzalez. Love it. Um, And we get a backstage segment with Cameron Grimes, who is still suffering the, uh, the hardships from last week's uh, what was it? The horror house of horror, house of terror. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like this, but I guess um, he is facing Kushida, but a uh, referee comes up behind him in this backstage segment, and it terrifies him. So that's super fun. He's he's got the the wrestling yips, maybe. I don't know if that's uh, correct the, term. <laughs> that thing that happens to everyone who's gonna face the Undertaker, except now it's yeah. doing this. <laughs> Something about undead people in professional yeah, wrestling. I didn't think of it that way. You're right. You're 100% correct, Matt. Is this uh, also the way that people are scared of the fiend? No, no, no. Not uh, at all. No one's scared of the fiend. <laughs> yeah, a match thrown out in Hell in a Cell. <laughs> no. Um, so after that, Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, Has her tank. Really, oh. well, Re- William Regal's. We're going to get there. William Regal's very happy with how she hosted last week. So he's going to let her pick her opponent this week. And she picks Tony storm. Uh, I thought this was a kind of a cool thing. Cause she says, you know, I have nothing but respect for Tony storm. She is one of the best in the business. And I really just kind of want to test to see where I'm at against her. Uh, pretty good baby face promo, especially for someone in Shotzi's 
kind of a character, I guess is the best way to put that. Yeah. Um, and she said she wants to be the one to welcome Tony Storm to the ball pit. Uh, so that match is going to come up later. Uh, we do get Kushida versus Cameron Grimes here. Kushida ends up picking up the win here after some shenanigans with the referees. Um, yep. Ref bumped and they take the first ref out. Second ref comes out to count the pin for Cameron Grimes, and you guessed it, it's the referee who was the zombie last week. Cameron's terrified, uh, falls into the hoverboard lock. Kushida wins. Um, kind of sad here. I'm not going to lie. Continuity, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not opposed to yeah. that. What's the one thing we asked for? Continuity, I guess. <laughs> well, and here's why I say this, though. Uh, the main event for the night is Tommaso Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream. Dream has lost a bunch of these matches involving both of these men. I would have much preferred if we got a solid Kushida Tommaso Ciampa match. It just feels like we did something to push Kushida it, and we're right back where we were. I think you mean Great Okan versus. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's also Saturday. With his oh, little. I swear it was Great Okarn. I swear face. there was an R in his name at one point. Thing. Um, at least he committed to filing down his teeth. Very true. Uh, we do get a, a video package of Tony Storm commenting on Shotzi Blackheart. She does give her some praise, but she says you're facing a different Tony, uh, so you're going to be a stepping stone. This was kind of heelish, which, good, good. I want that. I want heel Tony Storm. Yeah. Hopefully she can start coming out to Tony, Tony, Tone. That's a, all right, I guess no one, no one likes Tony Tone. I got you. <laughs> no. I guess it doesn't feel good. Right, it's to, if one, it's Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> and then, you're, you're correct. That is a good song. <laughs> but also, uh, the only tone we need to be listening to is Loke. So. Oh, tone, Lord. Tone Loke. All right. <laughs> this is what you've been doing, Matt. Moving on. I guess. Uh, up next, we have Drake Maverick and Killian Dane versus Everrise. Uh, this is kind of our, I guess it's supposed to be originally our blow-off match um, because these guys have been feuding back and forth the past couple of weeks. But in the middle of it, we have the arrival of the Kings of NXT. I guess that is the name they're sticking with this. Um, I hope they don't, but I think it is. is uh, that, don't know. What was that? Is that uh, Birch and... Lorkin that or whatever. Oni Lorkin, Danny Birch, Peter Dune, Peter Dunn, and Pat McAfee. Okay, so that's like the entire stable's name. Yes, they are the kings of NXT. Okay, I thought it was just the tag team, and I'm like, that's bad for the tag team. But as the stable, I'm meh for it. Uh, it's even worse for the. It's even worse for the stable. Yeah. <laughs> the kings of NXT, like boy, that like. I'm I, I'm sure that was hard to get over in a in a in a uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, creative creative meeting yeah no Jeez. you know you know it was super easy Jeff because Pat McAfee was like what about Kings of NXT yeah, you're someone right. goes I don't know they're like Trips. well well Trips is not, that's great <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure no I'm sure no Trips no, loved no, it. no then it was well what about retribution <laughs> all right Kings of NXT it is yeah. 
Kings of NXT, who signed off on it? Triple H? No, he didn't. Did Shawn Michaels? No, he didn't. Did Road Dog? No, I, uh, maybe. I could buy on that being a Shawn Michaels one. Like, I could also guys, see it being a Road this Dog. This is the one. obvious answer here. It's Vince McMahon has been storing that in his back pocket, but it was going to be Kings of Raw or Kings of SmackDown, and somebody went into his back pocket and was like, listen, I got it straight from Vince, Kings of NXT. Eh, it's so bad, though. Like, Oh, it's horrible. That's why Vince came up with it. Well, they'll be the Kings of NXT, give it two months, and they'll be just called the Kings. That's what I imagine. Um, cause that's what Pat McAfee was like shorthanding it in his promo here. Yeah. Uh, they interfere in this match, causing it to be a no contest. Um, and McAfee oh. grabs the, uh, camera and oh. films Dunlorkin and Birch just taking out Drake and Dane. Ever rise got out of there before the beatdown continued. Jeff, what you got? Um, if I could just have a split second to make yeah. Pat, Pat meltdown. Um, how long before they call themselves the kingdom? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, from from one pop punk fan to another, I was gonna go with We the Kings. <laughs> They're gonna come out in two weeks and be like, We're the Kingdom and boy, I'm gonna lose my mind. Um, you know, NXT NXT is the last bastion of WWE programming that I watch. <laughs> if if they start coming out as the kingdom to oh steal well. to, to steal a line from Patrick Lilly, uh Matt Taven will be rolling over in his grave and he ain't even dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> It's not just that. <laughs> Cody Rhodes' theme song. Is yeah. Kingdom. It's the yeah. double whammy. You're getting both of them. Oh, dude. Don't pretend like anybody who's writing for NXT knows what Ring of Honor is. <laughs> no, no, they do because half of the talent in NXT uh, came from Ring of Honor. No, yeah. they, they just think it's the indies. Uh, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right, I mean, that's fair. I think. You're both right. You're both right. They, yeah. they know it's that, but they, they couldn't tell you. To, to them, the Adam Cole, O'Reilly, oh my and, God. And are all the same guy. They, they, they don't know. They have no idea. They call them all indie darlings. Wasn't, wasn't Adam Cole an original member of the kingdom? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. What if this is Adam Cole's idea? <laughs> Trust me. It's not. It's well, not, Mikey Bennett. Mike, Mikey Bennett, too, was the head honcho. So, uh... The, the kings of NXT, they beat up Dane and Drake. Uh, eventually, we get to the promo here where Pat McAfee is saying, we're going to raise the NXT banner. We're going to retire them. Um, you know, NXT has changed their entire business model to make Undisputed Era uh, successful. But now is the time. We're moving on. We're done. Um, so we'll pay tribute to them one last time. They have still photos while they're just making fun of them. Uh, and he goes to raise the banner, and then he goes, wait, should we do this, or should we throw it in the trash instead? Everyone votes to throw it in the trash. Pete Dunn breaks out some lighter fluid. Next thing you know, we have a burning banner in the trash can. Uh, they go to leave. We, I mean, we get more stuff here, but it's pretty much the same thing. McAfee confirms that he was the one who hired Ridge Holland. Um, after Ridge Holland got injured, he hired Lorcan and Birch. Uh, it was easy to hire them because these guys are douches. Like, is that what he said? I believe they're so. douches. Yeah, uh, I think douches. Yeah. D d listen, like as much as we bag on NXT, like this may not be necessarily what we wanted, but I mean, I'll take it. It's different. It's fresh. Well, fresh for them at least. 
Um, look, I will just say this. I don't know if Pete Dunne was initially going to be the main guy in this group, but that is the uh, perfect one to get considering how Yui did him. Yeah, um, yeah. So that is good continuity. I will give NXT that. Yeah. Roddy screwed him over for a tag title. Well, and, he, and again, I'm not, you know, yeah, again, we can all agree that Pat McAfee shouldn't be your second best heel on the show, but he is the second best heel on the show <laughs> and can talk and can, dare I say it, kind of wrestle. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. Smoke me if you got him, I guess. I have a question to comment this when we get near the end of here. But, uh, let's go and move on. We do get uh, the, the Kings going to leave. Um, uh, Dane shows up to try and fight them at their white SUV. Uh, they beat them up, and then they leave. Uh, Johnny you, know, you know they ain't no kings if they're rolling their white SUV. <laughs> well, it wasn't a Bronco, but continue. Uh, we do get another one of these Johnny Gargano at home videos uh, talking about how, nah, everyone was trying to say that I hate wheels, but I love wheels. I'm a lover of wheels. Um, I'm a lover of, I'm a history maker, maker of history, lover of wheels. Kind of stealing a little bit of that uh, broken Matt Hardy vernacular. Um, and sitting at the table, he gets a phone call from the Scream character who helped him win the title last week. Um, and it was the whole, like, I can see you. And I was like, of course you can. You're sitting right next to me. It was like a spoof of a spoof other spoofing themselves like no thank you and and i guess once again i'll get to this when we get after this next segment here we do go to shotzi blackheart versus tony storm uh this is a good uh, decent back and forth match but it ends with candace larray distracting um shotzi blackheart here uh candace larray ends up running over her mini tank and yep was it a jeep yep um shotzi blackheart's inconsolable Uh, and the scream character is in the back seat now so uh, i'm gonna go ahead and pause our review here for that but originally this the scream character is supposed to be indy hartwell but she has been off tv due to the COVID outbreak that happened about two weeks ago on the 23rd um, so I think that's why this character is still masked and we're trying to get more segments out of this. Oh, uh, so they can back. pop who, whoever, well, her or, or well, slash whoever. Um, but that's kind of my question to you guys. Do you think it's going to be the same person or is it going to be two different people? Um, I have a feeling it's going to be somebody else. Who are you feeling? Uh, I really don't know. And I know that's not a good answer to give, but it just feels weird on like who would help Gargano because he doesn't really have any uh, friends or comrades or associates, you know, right? Colleagues, yeah. you know, it, it, I, obviously it's not Ciampa. And if it was, that would be stupid. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it, 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 it's intriguing because you really don't. We're either going to be like, oh, OK, or we're going to be like, Harwell is the only one who makes sense to me at this point. Here's no, uh, the answer, uh, guys. The answer is they haven't decided yet. 
They're going to change who's <laughs> behind the screen mask for me, like they did with Retribution, until they finally decide, okay, we're, we, we've decided it's you. You are the screen mask. Here's the mask. Go out and unveil yourself somehow. Uh, see, I, I, I see what you're going for here, but typically WWE is so overscripted that every movement is done. So I feel like NXT probably knows at this point who it's going to be, but I, I'm sure what it will be is it's going to be Shotzi Blackheart takes the, the mask off. And I, I, I can't see it be anyone but Indy Hartwell, especially with how they plugged the, her buying, yeah. buying the Organos a TV and look at all these times that Indy saved Larray in the Battle Royale. But the- but yeah. the only thing about it is, is the guy that was in the ghost face screen mask, the person like that, it was a guy that was ripped. Like whoever was actually, at, at least at the Halloween Havoc, whoever was standing in, you know, at that time was yoked yeah. and huge. So yeah. that's, why they, that's why they're going to pull a retribution on it. It's here's 15 different people that we've put in the screen mask. And no, I mean, you're right. But man, like oh, he, they got a little bit of screen, like, wasn't the stream movie like it was two different characters as well in the movie? Well, it you depends know, on which, which I've which, never which... seen a scream movie, so jeez. Oh, <laughs> um which means that which means that the the joke I did last week fell on deaf ears. Um thank <laughs> uh, everybody for, for, fans, expose, for exposing themselves. Fans. I um, uh, I appreciated it. Yeah, I'm Pat you, you all you'll oh. understand. Um Actually, yes, one or two people, depending on 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 who who it is. So I mean, they could go that route, but then you know, are there royalties that need to be paid, or <laughs> it will um, ultimately be Kona Reeves. Ooh, it'll be Kona Reeves. Okay, why is the name where behind is that, that? Coming from? Yeah, give me some give me some knowledge on that because that's something I have not heard, but that sounds like a good one. Uh, this is all me. There's no rumors out there that it's him. This is Pat fantasy book into fantasy book. <laughs> um, it's just a guess. Um, he is someone that you can draw back, uh, just being underappreciated, not finding a place on the show, um, but is kind of just laying in wait to do something. It would be a good way to elevate him to have a. Um, and to have him work with Priest to separate Priest and Gargano uh, while you get Priest ready to hold that world title, which is coming, which is why Gargano got the North American title. Um, but that way you can just immediately remove him from the equation. Hmm. Or you could go. You could you could go the other way too, Pat. Um, you know, stick him with. You know, he can just be his lackey, or you know, what I'm saying, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which, which, which I wouldn't mind because you give a guy an opportunity, you know, giving him an opportunity to do whatever you want him to do at least. Kona Reeves plays a great like, I'm being overlooked and I'm better than you kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, him and Gargano been around before anybody. You know, they're like two of the oldest nxt guys left so you know even though there's no real connection there you can play that angle yeah i was about to say is Cody reeves even still employed by the wwe because i feel like i haven't seen him in years Ooh, actually he may have been released he could have he could have been wednesday so i'm not sure we might we'll double check that one i am he is he is still on roster oh beautiful thank you babe. 
Yep. All right. So that's a good one. I like that one. If you guys are in the comment section and can hear it, go ahead and give us your ideas. Who's in the screen mask? One, two person, three person, whatever. Tell us. We'd love to hear it. Moving on, we have Jake Atlas who attacks uh, who attacks the guy Del Fantasma, specifically Santos Escobar. Uh, that's not done. That, that just happened in the backstage segment. We move towards Thatch's Thatch Can, another in-ring segment, but we finally get the uh, the Evolve, or well, former Evolve wrestler, Anthony Green. He's now going by August Gray. He disrupts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I don't know why they didn't just stick with Anthony Green, but you guys know how, how WWE works. We're going to change your name. We're going to change your name. But listen, your last name is a color. And your first name starts with an A. Well, and the sad thing is, is again, in another two months, you're like, oh, I was going to change his name, and you think, okay, well, he'll just be Anthony. Nope, he'll be, he'll actually just be green. He'll be, he'll be August. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's August. It's August to you. It's August, baby. Oh, jeez. Um, following that, uh, uh, we have Zia Lee. Backstage segment uh, asking about the letter, and pretty much Zaylee says she needs to uh, improve her situation. William Regal uh, comes by, brings her another letter saying it just arrived, um, and she pretty much tells Regal that she needs to challenge Raquel Gonzalez for next week. Regal checks if she's sure. Uh, pretty much Zaylee says Raquel dishonored me, so I have to fight her. So that's yeah, gonna happen I... next week. Look. I really, I don't want to be this person. I really don't want to be this person. Is this going to be a deportation storyline? Like, that or like, I have dishonored my family and I need to come home. I'm, I'm trying to like, walk the line of this as well as I can. But like... <laughs> Matt... Uh. Matt, I know they haven't officially named Joe Biden president-elect, but you don't have to think like Trump anymore. It's over. The nightmare is over. Let it go. No, no. But, but look at how the story has been set. It, like, there's these letters coming from home or from someone. She's had to run off in the middle of matches, and the first person to deliver it... Um, Matt, Matt. I... Raquel Gonzalez has a Hispanic last name. If you're going, well, you're going to go all racist Pat, with, your, with your with your storyline. At least make this a drug cartel kidnapping. No, no, Pat. Where's Zaylee from? Matt, I know. She's from China. But Gonzalez is the one that she's got to fight. Matt, it's because of drug cartel kidnappings. If we're gonna go the race route. Let's go something that'll be entertaining. I hope you're right. I hope it's none of these. I hope it's none of these. Well, <laughs> I, I really don't think hope it's none of these. You but... never you never know. She might go Fa Mulan on us. And, you know, but I don't think she's gonna bring dishonor to her family. But Pat, will she bring dishonor to her cow? And we have crossed the line. It is DNA Impact 2009. I don't know what so, you're doing there, Ben. I was making a reference we to Mulan. Have moving forward, we have Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai. They have back-to-back package videos. 
Uh, pretty much is leading up to a title match between the two of them. Yeah. Go away, Rhea Ripley. And Tommaso Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream is your main event. Tommaso Ciampa wins. Um, and then he delivers uh, a, a big message to every all of the fans that was after the show went off the air, but it was posted to their YouTube channel um, as well as it was talked about online. Uh, pretty much thanking the fans. And this wasn't the year we expected, but it's the year that we got. And we can't tell you how much we wish you guys and how much this affects us. So uh, thank you guys. And just one last time, can everyone just say we are NXT? I don't think it was like one last time, but just one more time. We are NXT. Like rallying. Unified. Um, and here's my big issue with this. So A. Is he going somewhere? I don't think he's going somewhere. I think this was, you know, we we need to get the fans back on our side somehow. Let's who's who can be the person to do this. Yeah. But here is my other thought process. Champa's since his return has been pretty heelish up until last night. Yeah. Everyone else in agreement on that it hasn't seen very gray area. Oh yeah. yeah. I think Finn Balor vacating the title and Champa is going to be your face for uh, taking Finn Balor's place here. Okay. Um, I know we reported a couple of weeks ago that NXT was looking at worst case scenarios depending on how bad Balor's injury was, um, which I'll go ahead and say once again, I did not take it face value. I kind of thought, oh, they're, they're, they're playing us here. Um, but I cannot really figure out why they would have swamped Ciampa over here, because I think that we were already leading uh, to a Kushida face versus Ciampa heel here. Um, well, it seems like those had to be scrapped pretty quickly. Uh, um, uh, how long is Cross out? Well, apparently he is cleared. Um, but he is not in the country from our saying. It sounds like they are on vacation. Oh, okay. You might as well get it while you can. Yeah. So I'm not I'm sure, sure he's getting it. I'm not sure <laughs> what the plan is here in terms of Finn Balor and is Finn Balor done with WWE. Like well, like hashtag pushed out the door. Like hashtag you can't be depended on because you're injury prone. Okay. I'm not. I'm not saying that that is in fact the case. That is but, the case though. But but. But he has unfortunately had that kind of luck every time they've strapped the belt to him. With the exception of his first NXT run, yeah. Yeah, but lately. Yeah, yeah, but I, but from someone who was an avid watcher back then, that was my biggest problem with him as a champion. He wrestled, but he just wasn't on TV. Like, even then he wasn't. I told you, they, they would run package in vignettes and be like, next week, uh, um, uh, we'll have Finn Balor. Well, why is he on here now? He's the heavyweight champion, for crying out loud. Uh, part like, of that, I think, is because they were actually using. But I mean, like ne- Neville demon, wrestled his ass off. Bo correctly. wrestled his ass off. Yeah, but I Owens, think, like I mean, all those guys just wrestled night in, night out. But I think part of it is is the they used the demon correctly yeah, instead of him being the character. demon king. I think they were afraid to oversaturate him. Because that's what happened like, on the main roster. Yeah. Yep. Every pay per view, he had to be the demon king. It, it wasn't what it should have been, which is a four time a year thing. I don't even think that it should be when the rivalry's intense enough. 
Yeah. It, it didn't. To be blow off. Well, well, the big thing is, is they fucked it up by making it like, oh, oh the demon king, is. and there's this Irish story Balor, yeah. and he's like the monster king, and yeah. Finn is connected to him, and like, don't like, why, why did you have to come up with some convoluted bullshit story yeah, to go with? You know it? why. Well, we do know why, but you know what I'm saying. Yep. God, I can't. I can't wait for the first time he is somewhere else doing the demon again. I don't know if he ever will. God, I hope that. I hope that is not lost forever because of the way WWE has booked him. It sounds that, like that would be done with it. awful. And that just shows you the life sucking ability of WWE. Well, they take something that's yeah that you Truly enjoy. Incredible like my my own actual fandom and then they just make you just hate it so much yeah uh back to cross real quick as of october 19 uh scarlett bordeaux posted a video of him working out somewhere on a beach lifting two girls in a basket (laughs) (laughs) looks like pat was right (laughs) that's just my question i feel like this face turn for champa is pretty out of nowhere, which is not very NXT. I mean, they try pretty hard to keep that consistent. It makes sense, but yeah, I know we're in a different era since they've come to TV. But I just I feel like that was a little too knee jerky. Uh, I... It's knee jerky, but also you just lost two champions in back to back matches because of injury. That who knew it was going to happen. I never thought I would say this, but like I am so tired of Ciampa. Me so, too. I'm so yeah. tired. And it's of it's not him you know, and it's just Gargano. the way that yes, it's, it's the way they well it is what they the, are on TV. Maybe it's, yeah, it's what they've done to them. Uh-huh. Gargano has become. I used to love Gargano when he was that scrappy babyface chasing the belt, and now he's this weird heel, where it's like. I'm better than you, which is a normal heel thing, but for him it comes off as yeah, like, but he's a guy overly douchebaggy. He's a guy that has heel no yes. his personality is not the greatest, and he's not a heel. Yeah, it's the same problem with Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, you got two people trying is, to be heel that aren't heels. Here's the thing, and this is where it's almost like a catch twenty two is it's Xbox X Pac heat of like, God, I'm so done with you. Just go away. Like we're we're sitting here complaining about him, so he's doing his job. But it's not like I don't know. I feel like there's an abundance of this type of heel in WWE. The the, the only the chicken shit heel. So that is uh, like, as the person who clamors only to get go away heat. Yes. So this is yeah, my- but yeah, but they haven't had a good. They really haven't had a good good chicken shit heel. Probably since Seth Rollins. That was probably the last really, really good chicken shit heel. And then after that, I'd probably say, I mean, Miz is always great. He's not necessarily chicken shit, but he's just a great heel. Well, that's kind of my thing is I feel like there's so many so that there came a point where it's like, well, this is every match now. Like, no, there's so few Samoa Joes doing Samoa Joe-esque things. Kevin there's, no, there's no Samoa Joes doing Samoa Joe things. Well, the, 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 the so, problem is they're, they're heel. It's just like a rubber stamp. Like, oh, well, psh, you're a heel. Psh, you're a heel. It's just they did give everybody the same thing. 
But we've we've gone on a little longer here for NXT than I'd like. Let's go ahead and switch over to AEW because we got to tell everybody what they need to know about Full Gear this coming weekend. We had our go-home show here. It opens up with MJF and Wardlow versus uh, Sammy Guevara and Ortiz. Um, and, of course, we also have Chris Jericho here on uh, commentary as well, joining them. Uh, he's there all night. This is a pretty good back-and-forth match. Uh, really, everyone gets a lot of good shine, in my opinion. Um, Sammy Guevara, again. Yeah. He's Continues to be the breakout. He's going to be a dude who, you know, hopefully we're talking about is, is the future of this company here, as well as MJF. Um, he gets taken out of the match by a surprise chair shot from Matt Hardy, who is wearing the Serpentico ma- uh, mask. Can we just talk about how if you get attacked by Serpentico, it's never Serpentico? Uh, Serpentico does wrestle full-time on Dark, and he is a tag team with... Dr. Luther, so... Yes, no, I, I'm accepting that, but I'm talking about the fact that every time Serpentico randomly attacks somebody, it's not Serpentico. Well, it's, it's the perfect thing because <laughs> he is someone who is frequently at ringside even for the regular Dynamite shows, and, like, if you have him sitting down, you can't tell the height, the mask covers up what could be any hair or facial features or beard or anything, so you can put just anyone in it. Honestly, it's a great that's a great foil for that. Um, I get it. I just I'm not a big fan of it. I think you know, be yourself. <laughs> what? Sammy Guevara and the other time being Matt Hardy attacking Sammy Guevara. Continuity, guys. Yeah, I mean that is that's exactly it though. It is. It's it's a callback to the fact that. Yeah, I get it. Do I like it? Not really. Uh, I don't know why. It makes sense. It's logical. Yeah. But it's. I'm not gonna waste breath. Sure. Good. <laughs> we don't have enough time. So MJF picks up the win here by submission, uh, making Ortiz tap out to the salt of the earth. Uh, they get his hand raised. Then he goes and tackles Chris Jericho. Uh, pounds on him. Jake Hager comes out, separates Wardlow and MJF from Jericho. Uh, Jericho is doing, oh, you guys don't watch BTE, so I don't know if you guys are going to get this reference, but uh, when Flip Gordon was attacking everybody because he was tired of being the whipping boy, um, like he would super kick uh, like Matt Jackson or something, and Matt Jackson would be like, oh, yeah, like that. I like that intensity. Like Jericho, who just got his face pounded in, was like, yeah, okay. All right, I can get on board with that. Like smiling. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know that I'm reading that situation the same. Particular, well, particularly when Jericho got on and shit talked him. Yeah, well, that's what about. I was confusing because it seemed to me like he was selling it after the attack. Like, okay, like smiling about it. Like, I, I, I can see this, but yeah, they just buried him on commentary afterwards. So that's. I don't know. I think it's going to be a fun match on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we get a sit-down with Tony Schiavone uh, visiting Kenny Omega at his house, but it's not actually Kenny Omega's house. He's relocated closer so he can focus only on the tournament. Uh, and it's pretty much saying, like, he should have had two buys. If this was any other sport, um, he would have had two buys. So there you guys go. You're... you're 
sports centered there. Um, I think that was also done on purpose, honestly. Yeah, uh, that was a yeah. jab. Yeah. Well, uh, Taz Taz also calls out the rankings later on in the show too. Yeah, but uh, that was that. Omega is pretty much saying if you had to bet on anyone, you know, in this match, you really betting against Kenny Omega. Now, all right, here is where this is interesting to me. All right, in in that video package, there is two pictures on the side. And there's a dog named Chico. I don't know yep. if that's actually Kenny Omega's dog. Um, which is also kind of like the, huh, okay. But the pictures are, A, Don Callis with Kenny Omega's uncle, who was the Golden Sheik in uh, Winnipeg. Um, but there was another picture that looked like a wedding picture. Uh, it was kind of speculated that maybe it's his, his sister's wedding picture. Um Hear me out on this. I think Mike DeShazo's right. And I'm thinking Kenny Omega is at Tully Blanchard's house. Possibly, possibly. So you're implying that he's going to be the head of that faction. He's going to be the Ric Flair of this new Four Horsemen. (laughs) Well, fellas... Been, it's been real, and it's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. That actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, well. It actually makes a lot of sense, the long-conning hangman. Do I leave the podcast now? Or? No, like, no, but think about this. It actually does make, it makes a lot of sense in the long con. Remember when everyone was like, what was Kenny telling the Yelling Bucks? If they don't jump on it now, it's not going to happen. The only look, all I'm saying is there have been I'm not gonna do this. Mike DeShazo has called this and there have been <sighs> to it this whole time. It, makes, it actually I'm makes a lot of sense. Yeah, okay, but he's not that guy. Like that's not who he is. Uh, like uh, cleaner in, be, in ring yeah. wrestling, no, I, you know don't think, don't think cleaner Kenny, head of bullet club Kenny can be that guy? No, because he's not nothing about that guy is like like super super serious like you know like he he doesn't Please, have oh, a me- cleaner oh, kenny bullet club like okay okay oh, okay guys I'll, I'll just i'll just stop it's fine continue no it's but fine. you don't you don't think he can play a serious role like that was not a serious no it wasn't like kenny omega was him being a heel but it was him being like a like a video game like <laughs> look how Evil I am, and I'm gonna tell you my evil plan, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like that's the cleaner. It's not some guy that's like, hey, hey, boys, grab him, kick his teeth in. No, that's that's not him. I don't know. There was a couple of those promos he cut when he was the head, where it like, was it, it was mafia. Uh, go if he's going, yeah. if he's going to be in it, like I mean, I won't like it, but okay, that makes sense. Like, but he's gonna be the guy, the guy that. Uh, I, I mean, sure. Roll with it, I guess. It actually makes, I mean, it makes sense from the way they've told the story. I, I, I just don't like that, like, two guys that are actually real tough guys that will kick your teeth in are going to be well, taking orders from, well, take, taking orders from Kenny Omega. Okay. Well, remember, it's not taking orders. Before but I mean, like, you, 
Did you feel that way when it was Tamatanga? Like, <laughs> no, Ta- no, Tamatanga's a real badass. That's the difference. No, no, but I mean, he was taking plenty of orders from Teddy. Oh, and he, and he shouldn't have. Jeff, your bias is showing. I love you, but it's... I'm, I, I'm not. Jay White shouldn't be shouldn't be the shouldn't be the head guy over Tamatanga. You're damn right about that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right there. All right, Trent versus Miro. Uh, Miro picks up the win here. This was, I thought, a really good match, honestly. Um, I mean, Orange Cassidy getting the drop in at the end of it, whatever. But this match was good. No, it's 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 not whatever, Matthew. It's 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 Miro coming out having a really really good match with Trent. Shocker, because he's really really good. And you're thinking, oh well, maybe they're going to elevate Trent a tad. Obviously, they're giving him this 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 platform to wrestle against Miro, and. We know what happened next. I can, I, I can only hope that they, they let him get a little, a little more of a singles, some not Trent, singles, but at least one, at least one on one match. Trent did blow the finish. He did. Yeah, he did. But, but I feel like that's, I feel like that's his that happens to him a lot. He gets an opportunity to showcase, and then like he really fucks up a spot that stands out. Like he'll wrestle a great match for twenty minutes, but like, oh man, I mean, he blew that spot at the end bad. Oh, he 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 did, and they they tried to. Re- and they tried and Miro, to re- honestly, Miro sold it well. No, yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean Miro did and, did his best to, to save it. And 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 the and yeah, the moving. commentators commentators did a good job with it. Yeah. Following this match, we get a sit down with Jim Ross with Hangman Page. Uh, and pretty much he kind of brings up how losing to Jericho set him down the down- downward spiral to becoming an alcoholic. Um, while he still drinks. While he still drinks. Uh, essentially, essentially talks about that. Yeah, of course he's nervous. Following this, we get the Team Taz promo. Taz is out on stage with Cage and Ricky Starks. He reminds Will Hobbs time is ticking. He's got to make his decision or it's going to be made for him. Uh, and then essentially Taz talks about how he waited for Tony Khan essentially was told Khan's a little too busy. Uh, so Taz is going to take up the time in the ring. Cage is 10-1, and one, and that one shouldn't count, according to Taz. Uh, we're not here to argue that because we don't have the time. Uh, and he is still currently number one in the current rankings. Taz says Starks has only won in AEW and isn't even in the top five. Pretty much Stark says he's, uh, he's open and closed dynamite, and every time he's been given a shot, he hits a home run. Doesn't uh, wonders why neither of them have a match at the pay per view. Taz says Cody and Allen will be a good match, but they are also both spoiled and entitled. And uh, Taz guarantees FTW will be at full gear. So we'll, we can speculate on that more when we get to full gear. We get Young Bucks versus Private Party. Uh, Young Bucks steal the win here. Well, not really steal it, but we get uh, they they beat Mark Quinn. And immediately following the match, FTR come out. Uh, FTR beats them down. Omega now runs out, or uh, Paige runs out drinking hand. And then Omega runs out after FTR has already backed off, which is the second time this scene's been set up like this. With Omega coming out last and not putting his hands on FTR. Um, I'm going to need... um. I'm gonna need Hangman to hit the ring with a chair or something like that, not with yeah, a drink. Man. I'm not taking a shot class to the head. That's all I know. Like, 
He runs down there with a drink in the ring, jumps in the ring, and the fucking heels, I mean, just shoot out the ring like he's carrying a barbed wire bat. Yeah, no, Jeff, I'm with you. Like, <sighs> is a glass going to hurt? Hell yeah. You get Hangman's a drunk, but like, I mean, he doesn't have to have a glass in his hand every single time. Like, he could have like stumbled in the ring and fell or something. Like, I mean, we'd have got it. Well, yeah. if he stumbles and falls, why would they run out? I mean, I, I don't know, Matt. Something like just something yeah. besides a, you know. I get he's a functioning alcoholic, and that's yeah. his gig. We are but running like, out of time. We need to hit the ring with some sort of more like actual weapon that we should be afraid of. Eggman has proven in his singles record that he should be afraid of, should be feared, essentially. Uh, Which is why he's not even in the top five. Except he's competing in the finals for a number one contender match. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's why. So, after that, we get John Moxley and Eddie Kingston on the mic. Honestly, this is a fantastic mic segment. Uh, pretty much, if they touched each other, the match was off, which was the setup for this. A lot of great callbacks to their personal history here. Um, honestly, I thought this was a fantastic uh, little back and forth here. Maybe the best I've seen Mox on the mic in AEW, I think. Um. This man, King Kingston stole the show. Yeah, every time. Um, God damn it. Um, I I am totally one eighty on this. I want Kingston to win the belt and Hangman to win the tournament. This this is what I was saying a couple weeks ago. It's gonna suck when like all of this mm -hmm. has been built great. It's gonna suck when this guy says I quit. It's gonna be terrible. Unless he doesn't. Quality, quality promo, man. Quality, quality yeah, promo. But if he doesn't, then what? So then he passes out again, and then he's then he's on, on, on AEW two weeks in a row talking about. Well, I never get, I never did, I've never lost these three times. Or, hear me out here. That's great booking. Or hear me out here. Try and keep it quick. We gotta run. He wins the title. That's he's not, not gonna winning happen. the title pass. No. No. Have to cut his head off in the ring. I mean, we've talked about this. Fuck you guys. He can win the title. No, I mean, I hope he does, but it ain't going to happen, Jack. All right, so Eddie following Kingston this, is the man. Following this, Nyla Rose eats red velvet like she's nothing, and she gets the win using Cheetos. Would you say she ate her like cake? I've already made that joke on Twitter. Uh, yes. So we get also <laughs> the best Put, thing. Putting himself ben, over. <laughs> ben, ben was stealing his joke. Yeah. You follow me on Twitter. You got that one. So, I, I, I know, I know, but Matt waited. I already said it on Twitter. So yes. <laughs> after this, we get the hype up for Omega versus Hangman and Jeff. Come on, did this win you over? You got a little Cinderella. I wouldn't say it was a hype up, but I would say it's like a, like what, I, what I've been saying: Golden Lovers 2.0. Or I don't know, one and a half maybe, but. Um. I watched that and I was like, "Oh man, I can't wait to see these two guys wrestle." Like, oh. Can I tell you guys the best part about this entire segment was uh, one of the older guys at Kayfabe News was like, "As an old man, anytime I see Cinderella on TV, I'm all for it." AEW got my vote. Tony Khan responded and said, "I think I'm finally starting to understand the 50 plus demographic." That's that hilarious. Really no, yeah, that, that was good. Tony Khan. I love Tony Khan at this point. Uh, we get, we're getting Penta, L0M versus Ray Phoenix next week, as well as Butcher and Blade with the Bunny versus the Natural Nightmares. 
Uh, we get another strange Darby Allen video. They plugged him as the unique enigma, and I gagged a little. Um, so he's Jeff Hardy. Yes. I'm just so over, like, it's sad that I'm more over Darby Allen than I am more Cassidy. That doesn't make any sense in my brain, but that's how I feel. Up next, <laughs> it's six tag time. We have the Gun Club and Cody uh, beat the Dark Order team of John Silver, Ten, and Colt Cabana. Um, and afterwards, we get Cody on the mic saying, uh, just uh, once again, another great Cody promo. I don't know what way to put it, but essentially he says, you're trying to be the ace. I am the ace. You're trying to act like no one in that locker room supports you when I single-handedly made sure we got you on this roster. Um, uh, he, 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 had to, he had to float his name to the EVPs. I said, oh, uh-oh. Don't say their names. Just call them EVPs. So, uh, I just, Cody Rhodes on the mic. They did say after the show when it went off the air, Cody says he's uh, he's no longer just Cody. He is Cody Rhodes. He did get his name back there. Yeah, but he's also said since then he's not going to use it on air. No, no, no. Like this is from last night. But he's st- but Pat's saying is he's still only going to be Cody on air. Yes. No, no, yeah. no, no. The promo that he cut after the show stated that it doesn't matter, but he does think. Uh, is going to start being Cody Rhodes because WWE has officially pulled out of the uh, Cody Rhodes says he will not use last name on AEW programming. Why not? You've, th- you've thrown every other shot. Why not use your only last name? Well, I mean, it's not During a media name, call I mean. for full gear, Cody revealed that he would not be using his last name Rhodes on AEW programming, having wanted to acquire the name for third-party usage. Cody said there's no hard feelings between him and WWE for the trademark. So he but, said but there is. In, in, a, in, a full, in a full year phone yeah, that call. To, that's, that's why I just said. So he wow. said he's not going to use it for AEW programming. It's very interesting because it's different than what he said in his promo last night. No, he's just he's spouting off after the, after the camera. You know, yeah. Get people excited. So switching over, we have full gear this Saturday. All right. So, buy-in match, and this is really funny, uh, I think, to me. It's Serena Deeb versus the recently uh, recent free agent, Allison Kay, for the NWA Women's World Championship. This was really funny because Allison Kay made a comment earlier last week about how the title was being defended by two people who are not in the NWA on a non-NWA show, and here she is, no longer an NWA talent, getting the match. Uh, who you guys think is winning? Deeb. De- yeah, Deeb. Yeah, I don't think I don't understand why they were doing. It. Allison K was still correct. I mean, I guess there's egg on her face. I get that, but she she was still correct. Uh, but I don't, we'll I don't see. know how many people are on that women's roster anymore, which I think is why that's the case. Um. Next match up, Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. Oh, well, one's for the Dark Order, and the other one's Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. One of these guys is in a uh, stable that can't win any major matches. <laughs> yeah. The other is Orange Cassidy. Yep. And I think Jeff had already said that. He did, and I'm double-downing on it. 
This is why we run out of time. <laughs> Chris Jericho yeah. versus MJF. Well, MJF. Th- thanks for letting me answer, Dick. <laughs> Quick, go. John Silver by Hook and Crook. I'm, I'm kind of agreeing. I think we're going to see some shenanigans there. Um, plus, Johnny Hungy. So, uh, Chris Jericho versus MJF. If MJF wins, he is a member of the inner circle. It's got to mm. be MJF to continue to that. Jericho winning does nothing for that. It's like, oh, Jericho win, and MJF is on to something new. If MJF wins, okay, we have something. We're building something. See, here's my thing. I think Jericho's going to win and then tell him he's in. Because it doesn't say if he loses, he can't join. True. Yeah. Yeah. And then there'll be a coronation, and the week after that, there'll be a service, and the week after that, there'll be a parade. (laughs) (laughs) For all of this. (laughs) They'll drag that out for four weeks, Jeff. Patty, who's winning? Jericho. Right. Up next, AEW Women's World Championship. It's Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. Kind of feel like this has to be Nyla. Yeah. It's Rose time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Shida. I mean, I I I, I think Rose should win, but I, I'm gonna go Shida. Nyla. All right. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in the Elite Deletion match. I think this is Sammy Guevara. It has, it has to be. I don't give two shits about this match. I mean, I, I, just, I, I just don't want anybody to die. I'm with you, Ben. I don't either, but I mean, really? please, like, Sammy, Sammy, go, Sammy is a treat to watch every time he's in the ring. This is no, no, be, no, he is. I just don't, matches of the night. I just don't think that they work together. I don't like, I don't like their, their work together. Somebody so, always gets injured with these two. Like if, if he wins, that's fine. Put it into this and then let Sammy go be Sammy. Yeah. Like he, Get him away from, like, give him opportunities, but I'm done with the Matt Hardy. Give, let, let him get somebody else. I think this is done simply because Sammy Guevara was probably supposed to win the last match, I think. Yep. Somehow, or by some way. This is to put Sammy over, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Matt it Hardy should be. Is in AEW to put people over at this point. But also, their matches have been fantastic uh, up until now. Um, like, like, the table match was incredible. With the exception of the unfortunate accident at All Out, which we have gone over here at nauseum here, so I'm going to move on now. Hangman versus Kenny Omega, winner receives a future world title shot. We've gone over this match 50 times. Hangman. Kenny Omega. That he's calling his own number. It's Omega. Yeah. I don't it, know. Kenny calling his own number, I think, is time. He has put people over for over a year now. Don't understand how you guys feel like he's calling his own number when Cody been doing that from the beginning. Oh, I agree with you, Pat. I didn't uh, say Cody hasn't been. Uh, Omega. Omega. Hangman. All right. Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen for the TNT title. Allen needs to win this, but I have a feeling Cody's going to win. I'm going to go ahead and say it, and I think Pat might be in agreement with me here. I think this is going to be a Cody Rhodes win, 
following a will attack on Darby Allen and the rest of Team Taz putting down everybody. I think it, I think it'll be a no contest due to Team Taz interference. I mean, one of them might win by disqualification, but I think both will get laid out um, with the addition of a Will Hobbs to Team Taz. I mean, I guess that's better than nothing, but then, oh, whatever. That's fine. Who's winning? Um, it's getting to the point where you don't bet against Cody, right? <laughs> Never bet against Cody. Apparently. All right. It is FTR versus the Young Bucks. This is a for the AEW World Tag Team title. Tully Blanchard is banned from ringside. When did that happen? That happened uh, last night after the show went off the air because of Tully Blanchard helping out with the attack after uh, their match this week. Okay. Um, and they had a little backstage segment. Tully Blanchard is attempting to overturn it. He's calling his lawyers and is threatening to sue. I think of anything, this further proves that someone else is going to interfere on behalf of FTR, maybe Kenny Omega. But we've debated that. So uh, here's the other thing here as well. Um, and we didn't cover this earlier, so we're going to try and cover this now. Matt Jackson uh, is reportedly working injured. He's apparently had an MLC tear since July 22nd, as well as a slight tear in his ACL. Um. I really think this match is being done to put them out. Uh, the they've got, with, they've got to win. Yes, because the deal is if they lose, they can't challenge for the tag titles. They have to win. This, it's not like a Cody situation. Cody. We said That's, this with Cody. No, uh, I but, said Cody was losing. Yeah, but, I, I did but, as well. But I think... I think Cody losing is exactly why the Bucks have to win. Yes. You can't just throw this stupid, uh, you know, thing out and then do it every every time they lose. Well, the heel Bucks threw this face stipulation out, but that, we'll save that for another day. Yeah. It's – if this isn't here, the Bucks win. Or the Bucks win or lose for sure. Yeah, but, but because Matt's... they have this stipulation – yeah, but if they Matt's have to win, me, like, but now Matt in... is injured, it's like, yeah. Well, they're gonna, they should lose because he needs. Yeah, Matt's saying that surgery. they need. Their... The, maybe the match never happens. Maybe that's where. That's been... Okay, here's here's the twist. Here's the twist. Then then, then they should have just had him break his leg two weeks ago. Instead of going, well, instead of going after Cody to mess up the night. The, the whole build for this is like, this is the match of the year for AEW. Team uh, Taz takes out the Young Bucks. That would work. To ruin, to ruin the show. Because they didn't have... Tony Khan I mean, Taz's did. whole promo was about getting back at Tony Khan for not giving him the time of day. Um, team, so Team Taz takes out the Bucks. There's never a match. They never lose the match. Uh, therefore, they can still challenge for the titles. I think I prefer that, honestly. Uh, if he that's... is hurt, if he is hurt and he's going to be out, that's more reason they have to win, and then they're going to relinquish the titles or something. Yeah, because they would never put that stipulation on knowing full well that they're going to lose. I don't know. This this one I think is going to be 
the one to see what the hell actually happens. Um, because I all like that, says that they should not win outside of that one stipulation. I appreciate that they didn't all come in and want to put the belts on themselves. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't take the prospect of the Young Bucks and Cody and Omega and everybody, like, never being champions in this thing, you know? Uh, just a reminder, too, last year's full gear was when Cody said he would never challenge for the AEW title again. Mm-hmm. It's also where we got the first official match of Moxley Omega. That's why I think Mox Omega is coming after yeah. Which I think is a great lead into the I Quit match for the AEW World Heavyweight title. It's Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley. Who's winning? A Mox. Kingston, speaking it into existence. It's Moxley. John Moxley. Stupid. Because then Kingston's going to come out and be like, I didn't quit. Well, we don't know that because. We do. It hasn't happened yet. But he didn't tap out. Matt, he lost. The ref called the match. He did, lost. Did he tap out? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know why you. Why, I don't know why you try and die on this hill. Like that is good storytelling. It was a bad stop in the ref. It's not any different than when UFC fighters come out and and fight against a bad stoppage. Like it. it it happens all the time in combat sports. Like I don't understand. I don't understand why you try to die on this hill, man. New Orleans is still complaining about that pass interference call. Yes. The issue, though, is I get storytelling, but you want to show it as a whole. You are a productive, like actual sport. But then, so they replicate things that happen in actual sports. Yeah, and I'm totally fine with that. But the issue here is. You clearly lost. The ref called it to save you. He didn't clearly lose. The ref stopped the fight, and he was immediately responsive. Well, okay, okay, okay. Listen. I mean, no, but no, but how many times have they run back UFC title fights when there's a quick, quick okay. stop? Listen, you're Sam's both all, right. No, we're not both right. I am no, right on this. No, 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 you're not. You're, you're no, both I right. am. One if minute, you're, you're comparing it, no, no, you're comparing minute. it to a sport. It happens yes, all the time. You're right. Where they get and immediate minute, rematches. Yes, you're right. And one minute it's sport, and then the next minute we're doing uh, backflips 50 yards and spraying over people and throwing flags in the end zone. They pick and choose when they want to be a sport. You're both correct. Yeah. Hey, we're serious yeah, now, but over here we're not. But this time we're serious, but just, over here we're not. Just to put this out there. Pat is right on this, but I just said he was. No, I meant. I, I know, meant, I know, I am. <laughs> yeah, but we are going over to New Japan Power Struggle. Let's get a start. If you're on the Eastern Coast, 3 a.m. Saturday morning, wake up early, get your coffee, make some pancakes, enjoy some really good wrestling. Dev, you gonna be here at three in the morning for breakfast? Wait, wait uh, sad. I guess I think that would be Sunday morning. No, no it's, it's Saturday, Saturday morning. So Friday at three in the morning? Yes. Three in the morning, Saturday morning before college football. So tomorrow night. Oh, Christ. <laughs> uh, 
Tokyo, I'll be there when Jay White does not win the opportunity to face for the title at the G- at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, he's yeah. You're right about that, Matt. Let's uh, go ahead and go down this match here. All right, we have Toriano versus Zack Saber Jr. Uh, for the King of Pro Wrestling 2020 Trophy, the provisional, and the stipulation <laughs> for this match, if you guys don't know, is there are no corner pads. Now, if you don't know. Corner pads are a big part of Toriano's offense. <laughs> they are. Uh, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Look, it's Yano time. He's not losing to the worst wrestler in professional wrestling. Yano time. Come also, on, ZSJ. Gonna be ZSJ. Ben. They fucking love ZSJ over there. Nah, because he's holding the tag titles. That's why he ain't winning it. <laughs> Suzuki defending the Never Openweight Championship versus Shingo Takagi. God, this is going to be a good match. Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic match if their G1 was any uh, <laughs> show of it. But I think this is a Suzuki win here. I think Shingo might be fighting for a different title of some sort uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. I agree. Yeah, I I hope Suzuki wins it. I love I love him in ring. Suzuki. All right. Up next, we have a non-title match. It's the only non-title match, really. Oh, it's the only one without a major stipulation. It is Suzuki Okada, Okada versus the Great Okan. Now look, it's gonna be Okan with. A lot, of, a lot of shenanigans and probably it ha- it the has reveal to be. of a new member of the stable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you want to keep this storyline rolling. We can't bury this new faction immediately. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Although, he's part of the new faction. Osprey has, or, yeah, Osprey has to make some sort of appearance, right? I assume he comes out with him, but I I think maybe he leaves, and this is where we get like someone showing up and attacking Okada or distracting Okada. Yeah, I mean, who's in it besides uh, Osprey and the Great Okan right now? Yeah, I was about to say because if it's only those three, and B Priestley, but she's not actually wrestling, so I don't count her in the faction. Honestly, oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, because there's only, I like, said, the two or three people. They need more people, right? I just didn't know if she was going to cause some shenanigans herself, but... Yeah. Possibly as well. Patty, who you got? I think I have to agree with you guys. I mean... I don't like seeing Okada lose in this match, honestly, but... Oh, uh, yeah, but he has to. Yeah. Situation. This is very much a, is Okada willing to put over new talent? Oh, and he, 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 he yeah, won't. I say, if Impact was any, yeah. <laughs> any so showing of that. Uh, all right, up next, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta for the right to challenge for the IWGP United States title. Kenta. Kenta. Yeah. Yeah. That's the right move. I love Tana, but I think it's Kenta. All right. Up second next to last. Is... Huh? I said second to last. Second to last, it is Jay White versus Kota Ibushi 
for the right to challenge for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental titles at the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom. It has to be... Okay. So hear me out on this. This is going to be the split. This is going to be a time limit draw. <laughs> Jay White will get the Intercontinental title match for the first main event at Wrestle Kingdom. Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito for the heavyweight title in the second night. If they go... Mm. Well, how do you decide who gets what title, though? Ibushi won the G1. Oh. Do you think... Um, the rite of passage, the right away. You think Bullet Club shenanigans here? Maybe. Maybe. And... But I'm, I'm just trying to think. You have no way right now of setting up. And maybe it's Jay White gets the match the first night. Abushi gets the match the second night. Um, but we... What are our two main events of Wrestle Kingdom? We have to kind of figure that out now because there's no real shows between now and then. Uh... Yeah. They come to a time limit draw. Night one is the rematch. Night two is the winner for the heavyweight night in IC. That's fair. That could definitely be it. I just I yeah, think could do that. Separate these titles. Yeah, you have to at this point. I, if they I, don't do it, if they don't do it here at Wrestle Kingdom, then they're going to be hard pressed trying to find a way to do it that makes that that is that has any weight to it you know what i mean yeah and other than like a new japan cup winner chooses to challenge e- yeah belt, but why yeah. would you but once again why would no, you no, you're, for the one belt no you no yeah you're you're right you're absolutely right so who you got patty i was gonna go abushi but you're I think you talked me into agreeing with you, to be honest. Uh, That would be a really smart way to get two different uh, people wrestling for the two different belts and getting one of the belts at least off of Naito uh, in order to finally separate them. So I think I'm going to agree with you, actually. Yeah, no, this is like the best way to separate the two belts. It's going to be interesting to see if they separate the two belts. And that, that's kind of the thing. At, at this point, if you don't, just merge them into one title. Because yeah. I don't know what you're going to do otherwise. That's not going to happen. There's no way. No, it's not. But, like, if it's just going to be... Watching too much WWE, brother. Same <laughs> uh, <laughs> event time. Tetsuya Naito versus Evil for both the Intercontinental and Heavyweight titles. Well, oh no, no way. Never mind. I, I love that. <laughs> no way, not happening. Like... <laughs> 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 never so, say so, never, Jeff. So... <laughs> you know where that guy was the last time this year, yeah. <laughs> So, hear me out. So, if Switchblade <laughs> wins and Evil wins... What about that? Who's going to be the face? I don't think you need one. I think you have... Heel versus heel as the main event of Wrestle Kingdom? Well, I think you have your Bullet Club... uh, Civil War. Civil War blow-off, you know. I don't think This this is a shot in the dark here. I'm not saying, like, this is probably going to happen, but I'm just saying, like, you know. They've lined this up for this to be the situation. Um, I would almost see maybe Jay White costing evil. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Once again, what was the point of putting him in Bullet Club if you just got oust him from Bullet Club? 
Unless maybe Evil is uh, going to take over as the head of Suzuki Goon, but or Jay White, no, no, no you, baby face and leaves. Thank you, th- thank you, Pat. Thank you. No, no, oh no. Oh my I, God, I, does he join Will Osprey's stable? No, there's no way he can't. He's a as, listen, Jay White. As much as I don't care for Jay White, I can't no. see him becoming a subordinate to a Will Osprey. Yeah, that, no. That's what I'm saying. He he ain't taking orders from Osprey. It ain't happening. Uh-huh. But again, could, what, but he could face turn. Well, I don't think it's gonna be. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily gonna be a face face turn. It's just not gonna be your Bullet Club Jay White per se. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, you know, he may be. I don't know. In between, not in between, but who knows? I'm about to say this. This, whereas I said AEW's tag title match would be the most interesting like thing to watch in terms of what they do for full gear, I think these two matches are probably the most intriguing thing all weekend. Because what is it going to be? Well, because you, you know Russell Kingdom is coming, is, is here. That's and there's it. nothing in between it. Between yeah. Now, this, this is it. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Some shows, but once we hit December, I believe December, like, Eighth or ninth? No, no, twelfth. Twelfth is the last one. Also, they they do a great job of that, by the way, too. Just setting it and then letting it breathe all the way until it's time. And when you book correctly, you can do that. Yep. So I am gonna go here, and I'm gonna say Naito is gonna win. I figure if you were gonna do this route, don't take the belt off of Evil in the first place. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's, oh, you're right. The the logical brain <laughs> for me with the typical booking. Is where I'm. I'm gonna rely on this one, but there's it, it, for a lot of I think crazy scenarios to happen. It, it's the, pro- the the thing is, is you don't you don't need the world title to have the Bullet Club uh, so, blow off. Yeah. No, 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 no. You you don't. I was just you know. No, it's not a bad idea. I'm just really saying. You don't need the world title to elevate. I think I think what everybody thinks is going to happen is going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Naito wins, Abushi wins, and Abushi beats Naito. I think here is my other question: If not, and, I win. And I if it doesn't, boy, oh boy, I'm going to be a salty sob. I don't right. think this has ever happened, which is why I'm I'm asking this. Has anyone who has won the G1 lost the ability to challenge at Wrestle Kingdom? I no, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, like they've lost it if if they if it's been a skip, but I don't think they've ever just lost it. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's a stipulation, have they actually has someone who won the G1 lost the right to challenge? <sighs> I can't think of a time. I mean, this is what Wrestle Kingdom 14 or 15. I want to say 15 because we did 14. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is 15. Yeah. So. I don't know if it's ever happened where someone who has won the G1 to challenge for the world title at the end of the Tokyo Dome show has lost it. I know Kenny. I know it hasn't happened at least since Kenny. I don't think it's happened with Okada or Tana or Naito prior. So it would have had to have happened in the early years of the Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdom shows. But I cannot think of it. Uh, this year's was fourteen, so next year's will be fifteen. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to find any information on if any G1 winners have lost 
I'll be honest. This is probably something I will I will research, and uh, I know I'm probably gonna end up waking up early to watch. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah. So since 2012, since they started doing this, yeah. No, no one's. Yeah. Yep. So, no one's. There it is. I don't know if it's happening for the first time this year. I I think that would be. Uh, I I don't know. I don't think it's happening. Uh, maybe in a year where we have a less or not a strong G1 winner. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Kazuchika Okada had two matches in 2012, won both of those. Uh, Naito had three. He won all three of those. Okada had two in 2014. One, Tanahashi defended it twice. Omega defended it twice. Naito defended it once. Tanahashi defended it twice. Yeah, so it has defended it twice. No. And yeah, then Abushi so is defending it again. Um, so then I, I have to stick with Abushi. I think it's going to be Abushi Naito, which I yeah. thought was going to be main event last year. So us getting into later year might be good. Hopefully, no one kills themselves in this match. Oh, uh, we know. We, well, I guess, yeah. It could they be, might yeah, kill themselves. Right. Well, kill each other. These guys, when they go head to head, it has always been some of the stiffest shots I've seen. Um, it's it's the neck bumps that like just go back to that German suplex on the apron, which <sighs> I will tell you is the hardest part of the ring. It is the hardest part of the ring, and I just I have to cringe every time. So now that we've given you guys the heads up, we'll we'll try our best to keep you guys informed on what happens in full gear and full uh, full gear and power struggle, uh, and we'll be back next Monday to give you guys a more uh, a longer review of it in general. So, anyone any closing remarks? Uh no. I'm good. Go Eddie Kingston. Guys, we've had some rough double pay-per-view weekends. Um this one should not disappoint. I can't if I'm going to put my name on any one of them, Full Gear Power Struggle is going to probably be your best double pay-per-view combo you're going to see all year in a week. Yeah. Um, and that's including any NXT WWE pay-per-view weekend. I think that goes without saying, but I want to emphasize this. These two shows should be incredible. There should be a number of match of the year candidates in them unless things go awry, uh, yeah. which always has potential. Um, go out of your way to watch these ones. I cannot emphasize that enough. Um, if you guys have enjoyed what you've heard tonight, a lot of different opinions, a lot of, uh, well, some banter. Um, hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, you can go back. You can see all of our previous shows. We've had some pretty great debates throughout it. Uh, and you can find almost all these shows on YouTube or our Facebook at the Podcast World Order. So please check us out. Enjoy our videos if you like them. If you do enjoy, please support us at Kofi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as 123, and pretty much for the price of one cup of coffee, you can help us out a lot. So, with that, thank you guys so much for joining us, and we must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang. <laughs>